Jim Crane, No Restrictions with Todd DeFazio. We're Bloom Cigars, brought to you by Blooms, of course, yes. and Yinzer Cards. I'm excited to I am I am so excited, Todd, and honored, because there's a young lady who's a guest on the show, real proud of, right? Gabby Barrett, American Idol. <laughs> it's Yay, amazing. Gabby! Thank you, Madison Square Garden. Gabby's the greatest. <laughs> She's the greatest. Uh, How you it, doing? It's nice enough to come in and hang out with us at Blooms. I'm not surprised because she's a down-to-earth right. Pittsburgh girl. And that came through on camera to me, I, I, that Pittsburgh humility. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. You got talent beyond talent. and That must have been wild for you on American Idol as a, as a little girl in Pittsburgh mm. watching the show. Did you sit there and think, I'd like to do that one day? Did you, know, did you think you wanted to do the show? Yeah, I'd watched American Idol since I was very, very young. The first uh, season that I actually watched was the year that Carrie Underwood won, so in 2005. I remember, I was five, I don't remember her, like, competing, but I do remember her winning. I, I told her this when I met her, too. I was like, I remember your hair being all wavy, and my parents actually voted for her. And, and so the older that I got, the more I paid attention to the things that she did and she said and what kind of example she was. So I always looked up to her, and, and ever since then, when I seen her when I wanted to be on American Idol, that was always my dream. But here you are, eight, you're only 18, right? Yes. You're just beginning. I know. You know? I it's know. just starting for you. It's fantastic. And, you know, the big question I want to ask, and uh, you don't have to answer it because it's a personal question, but what does Ryan Seacrest smell like? <laughs> I was, I was picturing sand- good. good. <laughs> I was picturing sandalwood and jasmine. Yeah, some like lavender. <laughs> Are you picking up more of a lavender note? Yeah. Okay, I'll go lavender. Lavender. I'll go lavender. Some sweet scent. He's one. You know, he's one of the most genuine people I've ever talked to in my life. Really? Yes. That's good to hear. You can just sit there and talk to him for so. And he's been doing his job for how many years? You know. Yeah. And And for you to be able to sit there and talk to him is really nice. Yeah, because some of those people could be so pompous, right? Right. I mean, they look good on camera. They look friendly on camera and off camera, like you know, big time. Absolutely. I've met a few. Yeah. That are like that. Yeah. And, And he's not at all. Now, I love Katy Perry. I love Katy Perry, right? And she's <laughs> great on the show. She seems like she's goofy funny. She is. Uh, I was going to ask you off camera. She, yeah. Is she a little bit goofy? She's which the I same like. exact way that she is on camera and off, too. She's very goofy and is just very personable with people. That just, that just cracks me up. Did, yeah. did the judges interact with you guys a lot off camera? Yeah, you know, we actually got to talk to them a lot. I got to talk to Luke Bryan for a good amount of time, um, especially whenever we were rehearsing, uh, doing the song that we right. did together yeah. on American Idol. Um, Lionel Richie's like everybody's dad. He's yeah. like there for everybody. <laughs> huh. And then Katie was just real silly and Luke just gave I mean everybody did their part correctly and right. just gave us lots of words of wisdom throughout the whole thing I, I had two moments that were like were as a fan and watching we were going wow that's like a unbelievable moment okay uh, one I thought and I was you blew me away but when you did a Whitney Houston song all right and Lionel Richie gets up and goes I knew I knew Whitney and you <laughs> nailed it and all that I'm like wow because you forget the yeah. history, right? And, and it's like he knew her and all, and right. so, you know he's not just going to throw that out just for TV. He right. meant that. That must have been a cool feeling for you. It was, especially because I was really sick whenever I sang. You're kidding. Yeah, when I sang Whitney Houston, I had laryngitis, bronchitis, yeah. and a sinus infection, and I was going to the doctor. They were trying to give me the most powerful medicine you could possibly take. I was so sick, and. My, we all have in-ear monitors, specially molded into our ears. Yeah. And in rehearsal, the show day, mine blew out. Oh. You're kidding. So I had to use, like, generic um, oh my God, in-ears, Abby. and it was just, I was sick. And somehow I pulled it off. You know what? I don't know how. That's your but Pittsburgh, the Lord's isn't That's your help. Pit- the Lord, and uh, yeah. you're right. It's a blessing, and yes. it's a Pittsburgh toughness. Yes. No yeah. excuses. Yeah. <laughs> Pittsburgh is right. We don't make no excuses. No excuses. <laughs> Gabby said, I ain't worried about that. I got it right out. You're right. <laughs> ain't no problem here. <laughs> and the other moment was when you're singing Don't Stop Believing. Yes. And there's yeah. Steve Perry. Insane. What was that but like? He's you in didn't the know, audience. You, you didn't know that. that he was there when you did it, right? No, and I'm really glad they didn't tell me before. And <laughs> right. he's like, act it out because I would have peed myself on the <laughs> I'm telling but you. As soon as I looked over to my right, I knew exactly who that was. I looked at his face, yeah. and I just remember watching him all the time, like on my phone and on my computer sure. growing up because – my dad was a big fan of, you know, Journey and Steve Perry, yeah, and you went to he went to his concerts and stuff like that. So I got to, you know, watch him perform and and just see him live. And story about the 
Steve Perry actually didn't allow them. Yeah, give him. Yeah, yeah come on, Dad. Let's get Dad in here. We got to get Dad. Introduce Dan. It's a great guy, but the really exciting thing of it was was that Journey wasn't allowing anybody on American Idol to sing their music. Okay. And then they uh, and then they that. came to Gabby one of the nights and said, "Hey, come check this email out." Steve Perry actually specifically said Gabby was the yeah, only said in the email. That could wow. Said only for Gabby Perry. Wow. That's great. That's huge on it. Dad, this is a, really cool, a, a Blaze, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. We met a long time ago Absolutely. in a Blaze, but great guy in uh, Beyond Proud. But the, the cool thing about this is like when you're doing this, and I know she had to have the talent young as a kid, you know, and you have so many people that the, the thing is, it's the hardest business in the world to break Absolutely. through like you have broken through. Absolutely. But but also you do have the, the major league talent. And Gabby, you, you're you too nice to never, but you, how many times have you heard people walk up and go, hey, look, yeah. my kid. Yes. Can I, I sing? Exactly. You got to hear her sing. <laughs> and then you're at the fire hall and you're, I believe that children are future. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, she's fantastic. That is so I love her. But then Gabby could really sing. Right, but right. So you knew in your heart, you must have known if she yeah, gets that break, it's going to happen. I didn't want to be a parent like that, so yeah. I made sure. He would actually, actually use a different last, last name, name on emails and stuff. Really so people good. didn't yeah. associate yeah, yeah. me and him. To like. make so it tougher. Yes. I dance mom. Right. Yeah. 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 You weren't dance the pusher. Mom, I didn't want them to think no. that I right. didn't know what I was talking about. I would just say, let her perform, and then you could tell. And, and that's the thing about, I think, you know, God. when God blesses someone with a talent like that, they will be found, and you that's were right. found. You know that was a, that's a special talent you have, and you yeah. know that. Now that's why I like the humility uh, the dad must instill in you, yeah. and yeah. family members it's because it's important. What pain will do how that uh, yeah. instill humility. Yeah. yeah, you know because I early on I thought she had a phenomenal voice, and I thought it was going to be easy. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Right. Wait, she can really sing. Sure, gonna be it's going to happen walk. easy. And uh, it was no, <laughs> it no. Happen. The entertainment business is ninety nine percent rejection, right? Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Right. Ninety nine point nine. Ninety nine point nine. So to to hit to hit that level in in, yeah. in breakthrough like that, which yeah. you deserve though, you, you know you yeah, earned it. We were at it. Disney, and and they and, w- and one of the producers said they were doing a commercial with Gabby, yeah. and they said to me, uh, she's known as the pretty one. And I said, <laughs> oh, great, great. Yeah. He said. That's not always great, he said. He said that could be down, you know, we, so we see that. She gets mm. a lot of hate for being a package, you know, being yes. pretty. Well, having talent, there's going to be jealousies and all right. that. You know that in the entertainment right. business, the way it is. Absolutely. You know, she what did you get? It. They want it, right. whatever. Exactly. So she really has. Uh, I'm jealous of her. <laughs> no. Oh God, he'll be a, he'll be a troll on the. Uh, I'm gonna, on yeah, the exactly. No. <laughs> that beep can't sing. No. <laughs> no, but as a comedian, I gotta ask Gabby, if it ever happens, and this is only a dream, if you ever get to headline at Kennywood. I want to open for you. <laughs> if you ever touch that stage at Kennywood, like a deal. right? Deal. It's right. confirmed. Yeah. I mean, I'm, that's a dream. That's a dream. <laughs> You're not asking much, we're, right? Yeah, we're a couple years away from the headline right. Kennywood stage. So you asked that, and I asked her to rent Kennywood for a day. Right. Well, that's good, too. <laughs> yeah, we can do the Thunderbolt a lot, yes, you know, exactly. and all that stuff. <laughs> you know, it's funny when, when uh, you know, you... you Getting a top five and came in third and all the million. What is it? Fifteen million or twenty million? Whatever. It is. Yeah. People are watching you every week. And what is it like, Gabby? For and you're a young, you know, to, to me, you're a kid, you're a little kid. It's which you're a woman, young woman, but you know, eighteen. Right. What, it, it's got to be. Is is it overwhelming? Look at that to, to have that kind of fame overnight in a way because it is kind of right, right, Dad. Right, um, place. It's it, like sort of overnight. Not, it isn't. It was, people said to us that it. To other people was going to be mm-hmm. that way, but not to her. She's already getting. A, she was already getting like thousands of messages, so it wasn't so, a shocker to her. So your talent. It's just a lot more now. Right. right. Yeah. It's I just see. a lot more now. Yeah, absolutely. It was very different. I wasn't used to standing in front of a camera where it's like for the finale there were sixty million people I, watching, I mean, and then but you're like it's crazy because you're looking at a camera with yes. a red light yes. and it's a camera that's sixty million people. Yes. Yes. So yeah, I mean it was just it was very crazy. Just that's part of that talent because it's overwhelming to others yeah but it was in a good way i like to challenge myself on a lot of things so it was always a challenge like what am i going to do this week what am i going to do this week just to make it better yeah, you you were never. I never. You're never nervous, really. Were you nervous inside? Yeah, you know, I was or? nervous in the audition when okay. I first auditioned for oh, American really? Idol. Oh, 
That was awful. I was so nervous. And normally I don't get nervous. But yeah. But seeing three celebrities and three stars that you only, you didn't even think were human beings. You hear them on the radio. You see them on your TV. But you don't think they're people. And seeing them in person and just being like standing in a room with no microphone. I'm used to singing into something or like a shampoo bottle or just You're something right. for reference. <laughs> and you just stand there and you just have to sing in front of these people, you know. It and I know, and what's at stake too at that moment? Because yeah. that was the beginning, right? That's the very first one. So You've got to get break. past that and to get the next. Right. And they were hard. Yeah, they were what did they say at the, m- the moment? With the um, they so I went in with a country song. I went in with uh, Carrie Underwood Church Bells. Okay. And so I think for me getting so nervous, I kind of clicked into sounding like Carrie Underwood as a safe spot. Not, not exactly I, I, no, like I know Carrie what you mean, Underwood. It, but we all have influences. But it was right. right. It, once you listen to a song for so long, right. and I guess nerves took over. So yeah. It, I just kind of like clicked into that mode because yeah. I felt like that was a safe spot. And they were like, don't try to sound like somebody else when you sing. So they asked me to sing a church song because I started out in a gospel choir when I was nine or ten. And okay. so that's what I got passed with. Um, that's how it brought through your, you, who you are. In other words, they, they saw it finally. Yeah, I wanted to. So they, they kept trying to say, don't be somebody in country. Don't be somebody. And they kind of tried to steer me in the R&B direction. But yeah. R&B oh, really? is not fully what I wanted to do. Right. I was always really, really country. That's what I always wanted yeah, to do. So I tried to show of her doing uh, Beyonce's "If I Were a Boy." Okay. They just they just told you on the show she made it through. Oh. They didn't show that. They showed uh. the um, Aretha Franklin performance. Yes, I saw that. She kind of demanded that she wanted to go back country. So that's why. I, is it because uh, with your generation? <clears throat> following like taylor swift and people like is she, you're a fan of hers i would assume it, yeah. it kind of go in that mold like in a country slash pop kind of thing is that, is that sort of where you want to go R&B. you think um or yeah r&b more 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 country r&b country r&b style more yeah. you were i would say like soul and mixed with country nice. um but like performing wise like i did little red wagon by miranda lambert super upbeat song because those are my favorite type of songs to do because mm-hmm. i always liked how like i looked up to performers like van halen like david lee roth yeah absolutely yeah. loved Good how he could control yeah. Yeah. how he could just <laughs> control a stage and he was just such an entertainer and so i want to be like that as an entertainer i mean like david lee roth in front of your steamy naked eyes <laughs> One, of, be buried. one of the yeah. big moments for me when you came back to Pittsburgh yeah. and you were in the parade, like this little mini parade, yes. and you got out and you sang with your choir. That yeah. was awesome that to was, see you do that. That was so, that was so emotional for me mm. because yeah. I hadn't seen them for, what, eight years? Wow. Eight years I hadn't seen them. And, like, as together, as a group, feeling yeah. like I was when I was 10. So as soon as I <laughs> got out of the car and went over, that was a complete surprise. Yeah. And to be able to sing the song with them that I passed my audition with in Nashville, it was just it was just Very a cool. dream come true. That is cool, isn't it? Yeah. It well, was, she actually it was submitted uh, Guns N' Roses. She wanted to do what? Which, which I song? wanted to do Paradise City by Guns N' Roses for like the finale. <laughs> you would knock that, that out. You would they, kill that. They wouldn't Renegade. clear it. She and yeah, okay. That was yeah. when we were watching well, the finale at home. I said to, uh, I said to yeah. my uh, my fiance, I said, man, that it would be awesome. Real Pittsburgh. Yeah. I wanted to do. <laughs> I requested the song. Through. Yes, we were Renegade going to do um I remember I said let's yeah. do, let's submit that, but they mm-hmm. kept they went for a journey. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Hey, yeah, they wanted it to go the calmer option. Yeah. Well, 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 the nice thing is now you know you have more control now. The, the competition's great because it showcases who you are and your talent and everything. But the best part's ready to come. In other words, once you get in the top ten, even in, in that show, I think mm-hmm. is where. You know, look at Jennifer Hudson and people like that. Uh, but now you can control like your your set, like you, all the songs you're mentioning when you do your show, your concerts. Right. You can control a lot of original material, but you can control what you want to do. Right. Is that is that will will your concerts be if I go to see you, which I will? I'm not your number one fan. You gotta of come to a show. I will be at every show. Come on now. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna come to so many shows. All right. Open up for you. And I'm gonna yeah. open a can. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh. Yeah, what, do you see your, the show being a little of all of those? Or rock, some rock, some country, some R&B, like a little yeah. of everything you think? Yeah, well, what I wanted to bring into American Idol was I wanted to be the play, everybody's playlist in 2018. I looked okay. at everybody's playlist. Like everybody has country, R&B, rap, whatever, you name it. 
and I wanted to be able to bring that or for somebody to throw any song at me from any genre and me make it the best version that they you know that they've heard yeah so I want to of course in my sets of music I just want to give a little bit of everything the best so. of the best right exactly that's who you are the best of the best yes and, and now what is what's next what's next for she you as far as jump off the couch and try to touch her legs like David Lee Roth <laughs> you did the I jump to, yeah. the jump move yes, yes. <laughs> so I was like in heels please don't do oh, that, Yes. So, so now it's it's such a whirlwind for you right now. You're all over, you know, media and everything. What, what what's next now? What do you, do, you, do you and Dad sit down and figure out what's next kind of thing? Is it like is there one of those things you, well, we you used to sit down? Now it's just go go go. Since go you're moving, Nashville. Nashville's next. She met a rocker on the stage. Okay. She met a, uh, or on the show. Yeah. Kate. I mean, he's absolutely amazing. I don't know if you guys. I do know. Right yeah. yeah. I saw him. He, yeah. He's he very talented. Was, uh, and he's great. I like his voice. He has that yeah. rock voice and yeah, uh, real good country. I was really dude, shocked you know, that so. he wasn't in that top three. Yeah. You got, you got a, you got a, out of that show, you got a career and a boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good it's, year, but Crazy how, <laughs> yeah, right? It's crazy how things Pretty good year, out. right? Yeah. That's right. Not bad at all. But tomorrow, I'm actually going to be with Mark Wahlberg and, and his brothers. They invited her. At Wahlberg's. Yeah. Are you going to yeah. get a burger there? What do you think Heck you're going to get? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I, I have to go. I have triple to try this something. Triple, triple something. Ba- triple bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> <See, laughs> that's why I love Gab. That's <laughs> Pittsburgh right there. Right there. There's no <laughs> vegan stuff. No. Here. I'll take one of everything. She doesn't hold back. That's no. it. I'm going to. I'm an only child. That's my little sister. Yeah, right. That's ready to chip off the old block. You don't want to date her and I just, <laughs> I just, I just, I could uh, teach Gag, give him some cigars and teach her all my bad habits. Oh. So she's got the cheeseburgers down. No, get that but, out of the way. But I do have a lot of cool stuff happening. So Saturday, I'm going to be flying to Nashville for CMA Fest. Okay. Um, they're going to wow. introduce me at the Grand Ole Opry. Uh, which is insane. I'm gonna play. play I'm gonna play a celebrity <laughs> softball game. Um, Luke Grimes going to be coming to Pittsburgh. Hey, I'll, I'll be. I'll be. I'll be. I'll be. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of everything. I'll be. Uh, from LA back to Pittsburgh to sing with Luke Bryan, flying back to LA. I'm going on tour this summer. Um, I'll with, be with the headliner of Fourth of July. July. The headliner for July Fourth downtown. This year at Pittsburgh. You're kidding. Excuse I am. Me. I cannot wait. I'll be there for Thank that. Thank you. September 30th. Yes. She's putting a mini concert on before the Steeler game with the Ravens. Wow. How do you think we're going to do this year, the Steelers? What do you think? I think I feel good. I think we could win. Yes. I'll go be, to Atlanta. I'll be waving my terrible towel. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. know. We were rooting. I, I, <laughs> I tell you, I have a psychic vision of Gabby singing the national anthem in Atlanta at the Super Bowl. That's where it is there this year for the Steelers. There you go. Oh, I'm telling you, it's going to happen. That'd be amazing. Right? That'd be great. Isn't that be great? I don't know. You'd be the perfect one to sing it. Yes. I'm pitching this thing. I'm pitching this. That's right. Set that dream up. That's it. I'm in. I'm all in. So, so, so you're just going to be massive traveling and just kind of just go and see where this goes. Now, when are you going to? Go into a studio, you think, and do do an album kind of thing. That they that they talk to you about that later. Well, the people from Idol. We have a big meeting with them on Friday, next Friday. So we're going into Dif- meeting different like record label right, people. Right between. Okay, that. I don't and know then if you guys know who BB Rexay is. She, I do. Yeah. You know her. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, she, she from McKee's Rocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, she could be. Okay. Um, <laughs> but she's she's what's big right now. In okay. Film. She's a kind of where Gabby could have went. Like, she is definitely R&B, right. but then she's with Florida Georgia Line. Right. That's One of my favorite she, songs right now. Exactly. Okay. So she's big. She wants Gabby to come down and, and uh, record with her. Huh. So we're going to squeeze that so in. So would that be a track on hers or yours? Um, it would be It would be mine. She wants to write, uh, like, we want to write together. Okay. Yes. Like, yeah. Very like, talented know. songwriter. So that, that'll transition yeah. you on both charts. You'll, you know, yeah. once you come yeah. out, you'll be transitioning on pop and on the country chart right. but that's your vision that's what you yeah. said it's like right. a little bit of every different mm-hmm. style so that's what i'm looking I mean, for in country your album isn't even country now it's like right. it is pop it's country more pop. And everything's pop. becoming a crossover like everybody's like carrie underwood did a song with ludicrous I mean, <laughs> what, that's right what the heck so i mean everything's kind of combining jim which is cool we yeah. do um, great gabby barrett and stanley p single <laughs> i already got the album all right <laughs> you have a vision I, I, I do i just pictured the album we'll, we'll call it pure pittsburgh gabby of course is the center and then i'm like that silhouette in the back like the bad graduation pictures 
<laughs> just staring oh. off in this in this space. What what would Stanley sing for Gav? Alia. That's our song. Oh, yeah. Alia. We're gonna do a duet of Alia. It's a secret. We didn't want to reveal it yet. Yeah. We're going into the studio next week. Yes. Donnie Iris is predation. <laughs> in, in, uh, website. You have websites and all this stuff. Anything we, we can because they're coming up. Social or coming media. Up? Social media. Instagram and Twitter is Gabby Barrett underscore, and Facebook is Gabby Barrett five iTunes. I have a song that's number thirty-one on the charts right now. It's called "Jesus and My Mama." It's my song. Let's let's help get, get that. Let's, let's I'm going to buy it. Right, I'm going to get yep. it right after this Please is over. Please do. I'd and let's everyone iTunes. out there. We got it. We got to support Gabby Barrett. I'm Thank telling you, this girl is pure Pittsburgh, right. and you made us Ian. so proud. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> See, for there you go. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yeah, Blaze. Thanks for coming Thank down you, too, bringing it. You guys awesome. are the great. Thank Gab, you. you're the best, son. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Appreciate, you guys appreciate very it. Much. Thanks, Gabby, back. Thank you. Appreciate that. And now back to Jim Crenn. No restrictions with Todd DeFazio. So uh, we just had Gabby uh, Barrett in from American Idol. What a nice, nice young lady. And her father, uh, Blaze, and uh, her older brother, Gabe. Uh, just a good family. Great Pittsburgh family. And what a major town. Wish her nothing but the best. It was so kind of her uh, to come in live and, and do the show. And, you know, just uh, all of Pittsburgh. Uh, right. It's easy to get behind her, huh, Todd? And, and she was, in a lot of times when you see people on TV, they're not as pretty in person. I think it was the opposite with Gabby. I think she was prettier in person. And also her personality. Oh, so nice. kindness comes through. Yes. Which just is even better. And, uh, hey, uh, I'd like to welcome a, a guest, a partner in crime. He's not even a guest. He's part of the show, really. Um, you know, when he can do the show because he has 120 jobs. <laughs> uh, he's made to, I think he does Uber one hour a week. I'm not sure. <laughs> My buddy Larry Richard. Is it Bloom's here? Jimmy Cren. We're hanging at Bloom's, Todd, having a cigar. I couldn't believe when I walked in here and saw Gabby Barrett. I'd just seen Did her we on TV. Or what? And Are we she big is, time? She is just, as you guys said, as, as sweet and pretty and, and her dad. I, I talked to all three of them, her brother, mm -hmm. and I said, listen, it's they're in the moment right now their lives are going to change forever yeah. and it's already started obviously with american idol but imagine when they go through the summer they're doing 50 shows with idol with the wow. other some of the other contestants in, in sold out arenas everywhere right everybody and she's the real star you know what i see larry i see egot you know what egot is <laughs> no <laughs> what is it what's egot i'm, I'm gonna get her a big chain it says egot <laughs> Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. <laughs> huh? <laughs> he got them all. It's the uh, he got. It's he got big. Them all. <laughs> Andrew, the intern, write that, that down. So when you lady. go back to Waynesburg, you learn something. You say, "I learned he got." She's gonna be a superstar, <laughs> right? And and like I said, sense of humor, everything, man. So, and, and Larry knows talent. He discovered me. I was yeah. a young man. <laughs> He was in his 40s. <laughs> he saw me at a little supper club downtown, and he looked at me, and he had a cigar in his hand. He this said, kid's got something. He said, you got something. And now go get my car. I said, I'm not the valet. He goes, I don't care. Go get my car. That's what triple threats do. Sing, dance, drive. And he said, peanuts now, big money later. It was, I actually had an agent who said that, Blair. I had uh, big money. We didn't no, hire peanuts him. now, big money later. My, <laughs> I have the best agent in the world now. <laughs> said Omar. But but back then, I was a kid. I was like uh, 20 years old, 19 or 20. I'm Gabby's age. Okay, I wasn't quite on American. She Idol. just turned 18. I was on, you know, working some bar in Lawrenceville. <laughs> but I loved it. Had fun. Uh, yeah, she just, how old is she? 18, 18, right? Just turned 18. She just turned 18. Just turned 18. So I, I become friends with a magician. His name's Paul Gertner. He's one of the best magicians in the world. He really is. He lives in Boston now. He's from Pittsburgh. Lived in Pittsburgh for many years. Just moved to Boston recently because of his daughter. And his wife moved to, to Boston. But anyway, comes back a lot. But we were, we were kids, and we're at a high school graduation party. I went to North Catholic, graduate, going to all these parties. And I'm sitting at this party, and he goes, well, what do you want to do now? You know, so I'm going to go to college and see what you're going to do. I'm going to go to college. And what, I, what do you want to study? What do you want to be? I'm to be a comedian. <laughs> and we're not flinching, because usually people say, even, you know, what? 
he didn't flinch. He goes, I want to be a magician. I said, oh, that's cool. We should work together. <laughs> so we exchanged numbers, and Paul, Paul turns out to be the best close-up magician in the world, by the way, in the world. He did, did like a dozen Tonight Shows with Johnny Cars. Tremendous story he has on that. But anyway, he ends up uh, calling me. But we become friends like a year or two later. He calls and says, Jim, I got a real possible agent. I go, you're kidding. He's in the Jenkins Arcade. He books the hooky Lao. Oh, that's big. <laughs> it's big. Back it's in like the a, day. It's like kind of wide. McKnight Road, they used to dance with fire. Yes, limbo, eat pineapple and pork like you're in Hawaii, but you're on McKnight Road. They were literally, I think, the only Hawaiians in <laughs> Pittsburgh at the time. And the only gig they had was the hookila. But I was going to be the comedian. Paul was going to be a magician. We thought the guy, this four-foot guy, is reading a newspaper in the Jenkins Arcade. This agent, I'm sitting behind this big desk, and he has behind him his only big client, Chesty Morgan, who had the biggest breast in the world at the time, <laughs> 72 triple Fs. Yeah, she used to run out onto the field at baseball games Thank and you. kiss the pitchers. Thank you. I remember legitimizing. Her. This guy was the agent. That we're showing our age, but yeah. He I had remember. this big cigar in I his hand. I read about it. The cigars in his hand, a newspaper, and he doesn't. He's, we're nervous. He won't say a word. And he throws the newspaper down. He looks at me and Paul goes, peanuts now, big money later. <laughs> That's all he said. <laughs> then we got booked in a hookie lot. And then we never did a gig. They burnt it. It burnt down. It kitchen, did kitchen, burn. kitchen. Well, then you got the fire. Kitchen fire. But no, they had the, <laughs> the irony of that was they were the fire dancers. Didn't it let it up. Down, Is that what happened? It wasn't their fault. Oh. But they got the blame, Jimmy. They always get the fire dancers <laughs> always get the blame. They, <laughs> and we never got the gig. And then we, we, but that was our big agent for a while. We, he, we ended up not using him as an agent. But I remember the line. Peanuts now, big money later. I love that <laughs> line, man. Larry's got the cigars. Reminding me of that. Mine is peanuts then and still peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> so Larry and I. We have been having some fun adventures. Uh, the audience knows the story of Larry the Chihuahua, which we told on the on the show. Right. And, uh, and, and just wanted to clarify that Larry Richard does not have anal sac things that liquid, and I do not squeeze them when needed. No, but yeah. your wife, Hetty, at the time looked at me a little differently initially. For a while. I had issues. Yes, for a while. Larry and I uh, have been doing some traveling also i mean months ago but still we were in italy together which was just a ton of fun i was, was so jealous epic. of that oh my way. god now it was amazing imagine going to italy with the late and who knew bruno san martino yes. to right. his hometown the top of the apennine mountains about three and a half hours east of rome in abruzzo to be there to witness a statue which was Three times bigger than him, bigger than life. Jimmy, wasn't it fantastic? It, it was a dream come true. And Larry, I remember on the trip, Larry and I looking in, uh, at each other at one point on the airplane saying, hey, Larry said, this is going to be the most memorable thing, man. This is with Bruno San Martino. Jim, we grew up with him. I said, Larry, you're right. And sure enough, it, it just really was. And Donnie Iris was on a trip right. also with us. And, and Bruno just couldn't have been nice. He's in, but talk about... A guy. Now you see someone like Gabby, a young kid handling her fame, and I, the similarity that you see in this young kid uh, at 18, she has that down-to-earth appreciation of her fans, and that's something Bruno had at 82. Yes, that's a great point, and he never changed, and hopefully Gabby will maintain that. And I just saw the Steelers uh, unveiled their new throwback jersey going back 40 seasons yeah, right. to the block letters. doesn't look all that much different. No. Mm -hmm. Just crisper, really nice. Franco Harris was there and John Banizak, who played on that team. And they, Art Rooney II said, I'd like to introduce our model in his debut career, Juju Smith-Schuster. The rookie sensation oh, awesome. from last year comes yeah. out. Did you see that? Yes, I saw the pictures. But my point is he, like Gabby and like Bruno, have that, just that, quiet humility but mm -hmm. they got a little sparkle in their eye that and an energy and excitement wolf. and yeah. that's what pittsburghers like because i think pittsburghers have a low tolerance 
for other people who think a lot of themselves. Right. Well, you learned that those three years. You were huge. At, remember how huge you were in that? You're still huge. You're still huge. <laughs> you're huger. You're bigger. But there was that three-year period where you wouldn't shake anyone's hand. You had actually hired a guy to shake your hand. <laughs> no, Larry. Larry wouldn't look at you. He wouldn't look at you. And if you made eye contact with him, he, that guy would smack you in the back of the head. <laughs> but in, That was only three-year phase. In Rome, so after we had this amazing weekend with Bruno and they named this uh, little medical facility after his late mother who was a hero of World War II. We went to Rome part of the trip so Donnie Iris and Jimmy and I go it's off of Piazza Nervona which is near the Vatican mm-hmm. and it's down this little street and it's called La Botticella that's the name of the bar and it's an all steeler bar and the owner Giovanni <laughs> Poggi who's been to Pittsburgh Steeler games many times now uh, is so sharp, he had been clued in that Donnie Iris was coming. So now imagine, we're down Italy, and we walk into the Steeler <laughs> Bar, and Donnie Iris music is blaring. That's awesome. And when we ran into a bunch of Pittsburgh, Donnie was so tickled was, they were playing his music. It was the, was like you walk. It was like you walked into a bar in Homestead, man. It was a Steeler Bar in Rural. Rural. The, the, the funny thing was Larry and I at one point. Um, we were running low on clothing because we, we are fashion mavens. People know us as fashion <laughs> mavens. We have a certain standard we want to live up to, especially because we, we, Larry looked at me and said, we're going to Milan, and you know what that means. We really have to up our game for our image. Right. So you, we, we, you, we're going to Milan. We're going to Milan. So we got these shirts. We bought shirts, okay, uh, in, 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 down in Italy. So, and Larry said, forever, we walked out, since you got that shirt in Italy, if anyone asks you where you got it, you can just say in Pittsburgh, down Italy. Down Florence. <laughs> down, it was down Florence. The best was, though, yesterday I'm out and I wore the shirt. I wore the shirt. Did somebody the, ask you yes. about it? Seriously. Yeah. It's a nice shirt. Hetty's standing there. And I told Hetty knows the story. She just started laughing. And, and the guy goes, hey, man, nice shirt. I said, thanks. Where'd you get it? <laughs> Without missing a beat. Don Italy. Italy. <laughs> he looked at me like, Don Italy. Is that like a TJ Maxx na- new name or something? Is I that? wish. Is that water, was that Waterworks, Waterfront? Where's Don Italy at? Jimmy, I wish we would have been able to video that. Uh, you and I walking down the streets of Florence looking for a men's shop to get a shirt. And we walked in there. We were the only two guys in there. And the owner comes out, you know, buongiorno. And, you know, Jimmy goes, I need a, we need a couple of shirts. And the guy goes, oh, I got just what you need. <laughs> you, didn't you buy, you bought something really exotic, I too. bought a couple nice shirts. Yeah, I bought a couple of dress shirts. Larry and the, yeah, you bought that real, you still have that, of course, that beautiful I wore shirt. last week. You wore, see? Some guy <laughs> says, well, that's a nice shirt. Where'd you get that? Not really. <laughs> I wish we would have bought more. I would wear one every day just to say that to Absolutely. people. Absolutely. When not really. And Jimmy, outside of our hotel in Rome, sees this guy. This remember the guy with the soccer ball in his head? God, that he was, was like so three foot uh, tall, bald, and he's bouncing a soccer ball off his head. And we're talking like Rome is a giant city. It's like New York. There's cars, and buses, and people everywhere. He's out in the street trying to get people to For give tip. him money instead of like the guy that wants to wash your window. This guy's he's b- a bouncing soccer a guy. soccer ball off his head. Larry gave, yeah, we, we gave him like a couple euros. You know, euros just to get out of the street so he wouldn't kill himself for crying. Like, I you thought you saved were, that man's life. I too. thought you were going to talk about Larry. We were in uh, one of the squares in Rome, and and it was 110 degrees one day. And I am so thirsty. That's legit. Legit humidity worse than ever. And I'm like, and there's a slushy thing, like an Italian ice slushy. <laughs> no, you, that was off the piano. Piazza Nervona. You, you can tell the story. I was laughing. So I wanted that. I wanted so this thing so bad. We have this group it. of Pittsburghers in this. So Jimmy goes, I got to get something cold. He goes over and gets in line and gets this slushy, Italian ice slushy, right? And he comes back and there's this poor vagrant guy. And he looks, you know, like his face. And he walks up to Jimmy and looks at his slushy and then we all look at jim like this is a moment in life what do you do do you give the guy a sip or do you give him the whole thing (laughs) 
I swear I, I didn't want to give it to him. This must I happen to you a lot because my, the other day you were telling me about my handshake. This lady, the Skittles oh, lady. You gotta, you gotta tell this story. <laughs> There's an added feature to that story that I forgot to tell you guys. I remember, and I told Eddie it last night. Does this happen to you a lot? Uh, no, not a lot, Jim but Krim, I do. Line you know, two. I, 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 they well, we're, we're broadcasting live. Uh, we're broadcasting from Blooms right now. Mm-hmm. So if you hear the noises in the back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Greatest cigar the shop side, in the world. 12th Street, Street, baby. Street. You swing. Come in. I'll tell you what. Uh, Mark, uh, come in. If you say Jim Crane, no restrictions, you get a free cigar for uh, the next, uh, for, for May, uh, for, yeah, for June, for the month of June. Okay. A free cigar. If you say Jim Crane, no restrictions. That's a good deal. It's a good deal, right? You gotta say. You gotta. Why say didn't you it. tell me that when I came in? <laughs> <laughs> we'll both come back. To oh that. no, you had the big star on already. I say, Abby <laughs> Barrett. I get it. I get it. It's right. So back big to the time. slushy in, oh. in Italy. So Jim, all the people in our group are looking at him, Todd, and they're like, "What's he gonna do?" And I know. He is one of the kindest human beings I've ever met. So I never doubted it. But for a moment, I could see in his eyes he was thinking. I was fighting it. <laughs> you were fighting it. But he gave this guy his slushy. Now, when the guy realized he was getting it, his face lit up like a Christmas tree. And I said, this is it. This is what we're here for, Jim. <laughs> this is why moment. we came. It was God wanted the challenge, man. What happened was, Larry, you don't know the story, and I told Todd this. Drew, you don't know the story. And Last week, I'm meeting Hetty for dinner at Max's Allegheny Tavern on Northside. So I Uber over, and, and I'm going to meet her there. I'm going to drive back, and she's a couple friends. She wants me to meet real nice people. And, and so anyway, I Uber over, and I'm there a little early. Now, I went to school on Northside, grade school, down by Max. It's across the street. was my grade school. So I walk over, and I look at it because, you know, a lot of years, a lot of memories. I walk over, and I go to walk back in the Max's, and there's this uh, woman who's probably in her mid-70s, mid to late-70s, um, wearing a muumuu, and uh, this real big round eyes, like real-looking sweaty, like hot. It's 90 degrees that day and humid. And she looks at me and goes, excuse me, sir, do you have any money for me? To buy a pop. Now, she said pop, Pittsburgh, I'm in. But I, but I look at her and I said, I am so sorry. I, I I don't have any cash on me. I just have my credit cards. I'm sorry about that. And, and, I, and I walk in, the Maxis, and I stop. And I turn, I look at her. She's so hot out there. And her head's down. So I turn around, I walk out. And I said, tell you what, how about I buy a, I buy a pop at the bar here and I'll use my credit card. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. I'm like, okay. So we, <laughs> so we go in, and uh, we're at the bar, and I tell the bartender, I said, here, I like the, first off, so walking in, Larry, she says, uh, she said, my name is Skittles. That's her name? <laughs> yeah. My name's Skittles. What's yours? I said, Jimmy. I said, nice to meet you, Jimmy. Okay. <laughs> Skittles. Skittles. So anyway, so we're at the bar, and she orders a, like a Pepsi, and the guy gets Pepsi, and gets my credit card, and as he has my card, Skittles looks at me and goes, mind if I buy a shot? <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I, I, okay. And she lo- and he goes, the bartender, and say, hey, she, Skittles wants a shot. <laughs> and, and, and the bartender looks, goes, what, what do you want? What do you want, Skittles? And, and, and she goes, she looks at the, all the bottles. Uh-oh. She goes, Tangeray. <laughs> top shelf. Like Skittles is not playing. She's going top shelf. Well, well, the pirates are on TV. And she goes, I love baseball. She's drinking her Tangeray because Hetty's not there yet. Yeah. I like ice like Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati Reds, I like. They had a play on there. Ken Griffith Jr. Great play. <laughs> Ken Griffith Jr. I said, oh, yeah. I knew Ken, who he was. Yeah, I saw him play. And she goes, his daddy played. I swear to God. What was his daddy's name? <laughs> he's, like, he's pondering. <laughs> I go, Ken Griffey. <laughs> Ken Griffith Jr., yes. What was his daddy's name? So I'm tip my tongue. Ken Griffey. <laughs> 
she didn't even answer you to stun. She's kind of like looking at me like, like I just, I just unveiled something or something. Like <laughs> so I went in the restaurant, wait for Hetty. Hetty, Hetty's there, and the waitress comes over and says, um, "Excuse me, sir." She says, "There's a woman at the bar named Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> She'd like to see a menu, and she liked to buy another round." And the bartender asked if she had any money, and she said no, but she's with a gentleman over in the other room in the bar, which is you. Are you with? I said, no, I'm not with. <laughs> Skittles was going for dinner. But she didn't get I couldn't go for dinner. Tangeray and Pop, I, was, I had to draw the line. I know. I'm still laughing about the Ken Griffey thing. But the guy's, <laughs> my tongue. the guy's face in Italy when he got the slushy, and it was over 100 degrees, legit. We saved him. <laughs> it was one of the hottest days in Rome was, history. It was. One, it was but what a, we'll get back to that trip, man. Being in Bruno sometime, we saw a statue unveiled, which was wild. You know, Bruno, man, he's gone over there many times. He was like Tom Cruise over there. I'm saying fame-wise, yeah. right? It was crazy. I, I think to people say. Wanted to be around. When, 2,000 people showed up, man. When he got out of the car in his hometown, there could not possibly be a more famous person in the world at that moment. The town went crazy. There was this woman. Yeah. This, it's the touch him. This you know, little, like little Italian woman. She came up and she was talking a mile a minute grabbing his face. <laughs> and I said, after he was done talking to her, she kissed him. And I said, well, do you mind me asking what she said? Oh, she told me uh, she named her firstborn son after me. <laughs> wow. She named wow. him Bruno Samadino. Amaticus. No. Yeah. <laughs> and then whatever her last name. DeFazio. Wow. That's beautiful. <laughs> Believe it or not, DeFazio. Are you Italy? a jumping Johnny DeFazio uh, relative? A distant relative really? I've never met. You never told me this. DeFazio is like Smith it's in royalty. Italy, though. It's it's a very common yeah, but, name. But in Pittsburgh, that's you hear DeFazio think of jumping Johnny. Johnny. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's I've, I've never met Johnny, but I, I when I wrestled. Well, he knew Bruno when he was... At the top of his wrestling game, him and Bruno were on, right. you know, Channel, Channel 11, 11 right. every Saturday night. That's like what, clockwork. That's, we watched it every Saturday. Chili Larry Billy night. was the Chili ringside Billy, ringside Rosie. Ringside, ringside Rosie, Rosie is related to Steelers general manager Kevin Colbert. Oh, wow. Yeah, you told me that last week. I couldn't believe it. you got to ask Kevin next time you see Kevin's him. I know you know thing. Kevin really <laughs> oh, well. Kevin's the greatest. When I wrestled, on the show. when He's I was a wrestler, I tried in my 20s. Mm. I, I thought for five minutes that I could do that. I wrestled mm. under the name Jumpin' Joe DeFazio. Really? Out of my brother. How'd that go over? Um, How'd it work? Promoters, believe it or not, a couple promoters didn't <laughs> like it. They no? said it was disrespectful. I was like, that's my you're name. You're related. You're related. <laughs> yeah. We're, <laughs> your blood. So, so, yeah, it was, um, it was uh, promoters gave me a lot of crap about that's that. That's funny. But meeting Bruno I've, I, through wrestling, I met him so many times. I don't have small hands. And his hands ate my hands it was like when I shook it. Shaking a catcher's mitt. <laughs> yes. I, so I stopped to see him about 36 hours before he passed. And his wife was there. And as I'm walking out, his big hand, he extended his big oh. hand. And so I shook his hand and he said, thanks, pal, for coming huh. to see me. Yeah. Like, I'm like, no, Bruno, thank you. And I, what I, if I had known what was coming, I would have said, no, thank you for the millions of people that you entertained yeah. your career and who you energized. And he always maintained that humility. And, and we, we had Arnold Schwarzenegger do an introduction for this documentary that's right. going to be gonna, coming out. I was going to ask that. Soon. Soon. It'll be out. Yeah. So we went to Columbus where Arnold has his classic, the bodybuilding thing every March. In no script, he looked right into the camera, talked for two minutes about the first time I met Bruno Zamadino. I was in a competition, and he was a judge, and the judge wanted to see this pose again. And I said, who is this guy? And he says, Bruno Zamadino. And he, they said, you got to see Arnold, see him uh, in Madison Square Garden. And he said, I went to Madison Square Garden. And it was packed to the rafters, and he was the best of the best, the professional. And he was lifting Haystacks Calhoun 637 pounds over his head. And I thought, how is this possible? <laughs> I just like Larry saying, how is this possible? He was a performer, and, and as immigrants, I told Bruno, we have to work twice as hard, you know, wow. but we owe this wow. country a great 
dead and gratitude. And Bruno agreed with this. And then he says, and, and this is one of the greatest immigration stories of all time, Bruno Zamadino. Wow. And well, I'm it, like, and it is a, that's powerful you, because Arnold is one of the most famous people in on the, the world, planet. In the yes. world. And, and Larry, could you please tell the, the elevator story? So five years ago, this is a month before the WWE inducts Bruno it's in New York. the longest documentary has been in the works, by the way. That's how right. great it's going to well, be. It's been well, long. I don't mean to cut you off, Larry, but with the – there's got to be a lot of anticipation with the with the documentary coming out because the big success of the uh, Ric Flair 30 for 30 right. and the Andre the Giant one on HBO. Now, Bruno's got to be the, the next big one coming. And, yeah. And you, so you have your hands in that? Yeah, we've been working on this a long time. Originally, it was to tell not so much the wrestling story because people know that, and nobody's going to tell a better story than the WWE. This is really about his heroic mother and them surviving Nazi SS who invaded their town and they come to this country and he moves to Pittsburgh in South Oakland and he's 13 years old, 75 pounds and he's bullied. He doesn't know the language. And uh, this young Jewish guy says, you know, you got to stop getting beat up Bruno and takes him over to the Jewish Y, the old Jewish Y, which was in the hill. And, and he starts lifting weights and Bruno said that, Day one, when he started lifting weights, he knew that was going to be his thing. Wow. And then he got big. And then the bullies crossed the street to get out of his way. <laughs> Nobody brought changed. Bruno Zamadino <laughs> anymore. So five years ago. So, yeah, so many years to put this together. And uh, you got to hear this elevator story. Bruno's there. He's getting inducted into the International Sports Hall of Fame. And Arnold Schwarzenegger did the introduction at this luncheon. And the late Marty Lazaro, our buddy, said, uh, I've arranged for you to talk to Arnold because we had a video camera set up. And then we were told, now Arnold's leaving right after the lunch and he won't be available. He won't even be in town. So I was disappointed. No chance to interview Arnold Schwarzenegger. So a couple hours later, I go up to my room. We had a room in the main hotel to get my phone charger in the ninth floor. I hit the elevator. The doors open up. There he is. Arnold Schwarzenegger standing <laughs> backlit with a mirror wall with a Cohiba cigar. Wow. Sunglasses Just as I in a sport him. jacket standing there. Looks like the Terminator. I was going to say. <laughs> no, Sarah honestly, Connor. Todd. I, and, and there's a guy next to him with a badge and a gun. And I say to myself, I can't. I, I'm frozen. I'm paralyzed. <laughs> and, and I said, uh, that's okay, guys. It looks like you're busy. I'll get the next one. Get in. <laughs> so I step in, and uh, I didn't know what to say. I said, I'm I sorry. You, you you look, do. Arnold, you look like the Terminator right now. He goes, <laughs> you gotta get what me. floor? What floor? I'm, like, I'm going to the lobby. So, Have you, you know, it was no time at all. And I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of something <laughs> to say to make a little small talk. And I go, oh, I came from Pittsburgh with – Bruno Sammartini, and he goes, I love Bruno Zamadino. <laughs> and then the doors open, and the lobby's packed. And lo and behold, there's two guys from Pittsburgh. There's yeah. always two guys from Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I hear, what's Larry Richard doing with Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> and I step out, and they were going down to the garage to take off, and I said, I won't be back. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yes, the next month. I, that was a once-in-a-lifetime encounter. <laughs> now I'm in Madison Square Garden. Oh I'm in Bruno's dressing room, and yeah. the next dressing room is Arnold Schwarzenegger, who <laughs> flew in from California off a movie set just to do his induction speech. Wow. So I'm standing, and there's you know a lot of people around. Then I'm the only one in the dressing room. They go out on stage for rehearsal. Well, guess who walks in? Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he looks around like doesn't see anyone and looks at me, and I go, Arnold, Bruno's out on stage. And he said, I guess it's my line to say, I'll be back. And I'm like, he didn't just say that, did he? <laughs> So he goes out, and he talks to Bruno, unbeknownst to me. Bruno tells him the story about this encounter I had the month before in the elevator. <laughs> so Bruno comes in laughing. He goes, I talked to Arnold, and I said, yeah. He goes, I told him about how you met him in the elevator in Columbus. I said, what did he say? And he goes, I hope I didn't frighten your little friend. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so my my radio partner, I text John Shumway. I said, you're not going to believe this. I met Arnold again. He goes, I, I want proof. So I get a picture standing with Bruno and Arnold, and I sent it to him. He goes, that's Photoshopped. Yeah, that's no, the greatest really- line ever. I can't believe it. You never, I never heard that line where you said, I hope he didn't frighten. I, I hope, hope didn't I didn't frighten your, your little, little friend. friend. <laughs> and then guess who came awesome. in? Guess who came in? the Who? Lo- who? Donald Trump. No. He was inducted. Go look. The same I know, night. I even that, though he, right. Well, yeah. He's Vince McMahon's buddy, right? Who you call little friend. And <laughs> a little and big. What do you mean, little friend? Jimmy, he came in four different times. And the second time he came in, yeah. with all the people you see on TV, his family, <laughs> you know, and yeah. he's, he's introducing them all to Bruno. He loved Bruno. Loved Bruno. He, and Bruno said, I, I, I said, I didn't know you knew Donald Trump. He goes, I don't. <laughs> I go, he's acting like he knows you. <laughs> so the fourth time he says to Bruno, I want to introduce you, Bruno, to this is the guy that moves most of the money in Manhattan. He's the president of Deutsche Bank. Bruno's like, what's Deutsche Bank? Oh. <laughs> but the guy met Bruno, became awesome. like a 12-year-old boy. And he was like, <laughs> Mr. San Martino, it's so great to meet you. I used to watch with my grandfather and my father, and it meant so much to us, you know. Mm-hmm. So and That's uh, the cool thing about it, this power that he had, and that is a power, you know, over those powerful people. Uh, I was at a bar in uh, – piece of Rato and Larry and I remember him talking about the fans he got almost teary eyed every time he talked about his fans I'm saying the appreciation where you know Jimmy those people those people who made me like that I mean he that's where it comes from it's and from he would genuine stay genuine genuine sign autographs way beyond when he was supposed to because he goes he told Jimmy he goes how can I how can I not they paid their money to come see me without right. them Yes. I'm nothing. Yes. And we learned from that guy. It's a role model. Yeah. And then Larry would so have the same. That's when I fired my autograph guy. <laughs> that's when he said, yeah, who do you want to make us to? <laughs> yeah. That's when that guy you that's had. That's when Larry started. Stop. That's when Larry stopped charging me for his autograph. <laughs> <laughs> charged me two ninety nine for years. He goes, I'm not going to charge you anymore. Did I get a free one today, Larry? And, well. <laughs> Absolutely. <may>. See? <laughs> Changed man. You know, it's funny. Larry's been uh morning show KDK for so many years, many, many years. And. And an icon in the city, uh, just so beloved. And, and Larry, we appreciate. And I was fortunate enough to be on the radio a lot of years, and fortunate enough to do this podcast and talk to everybody out there listening. And I appreciate them so much too. The same way I learned from that that that's true. Without you, people, I'm nothing. That's just everything. That's what it's, it's what it is all about. Uh, there's someone out there taught. Now the thing with with the podcasting, Larry, you, you can see where people are listening, and you know how many people are listening, all that kind of stuff. And uh, there's a gentleman, Todd tells me on the phone today as we're getting ready for the show and everything, uh, he said there is a gentleman or a woman, maybe a woman, I don't know, a man or woman in Irwin, Irwin? who has listened to my podcast. 50 times in the last seven days. 50 episodes in seven days. Now, if you, a man or a woman, whoever you are out there, and you hear this podcast, I'd love for you to stop at Bloom's it's some sometime when we record we record usually 11 o'clock on thursdays and i'll tell you what i'd love for you to stop at blooms i'd love to you get your beer lunch cigar if you do cigars if you don't i'll buy you lunch or i just want to meet you right and thank you i mean that's a when he's at 50 times that's a lot of binge watch i love it i'm a, I'm a binge watcher are you a binge watcher you guys you do binge yeah watch? that's the new way uh, but somebody 50 i, times, I get mad when i have awesome. to wait now i just netflix has spoiled right me. i watched i binge watched band of brothers just because oh, it was on for man. Memorial Weekend. Great binge watch. Oh. Band of Brothers, the greatest. But before you have to go, I want to thank you for your kindness. And the Yinzer cards have been so much fun. Right. You got Gabby Barrett to read a Yinzer card. And I think that's so good. People will really appreciate it. It'll be that. on a, a, my a Facebook fan page. And I also did a sing-off with her. If you want to hear the results of the sing-off. Uh, and, and maybe we'll take votes of who you think was a better singer, Gabby or myself. You know, I really brought it. Uh, yeah, I know. I really I'm, brought the Yinzer high idol. I'm really Yinzer torn. Idol. Yinzer <laughs> idol. That's brilliant, Todd. Let's <laughs> let's let's get it rolling. But I want to give I want to give fan page. Rob Rogers, the car- famous cartoonist, who's part of our Yinzer card team. Yes. Because he, what, he what a talent. Uh, he's so talented. And Dick Roberts, who's the mastermind behind he's it. He's like, Jimmy, all your creativity. And Larry, too. Larry to and see I it to manifest in these cards. It's and teamwork. It, and it's a great team, man. We, all the guys, we have so much fun doing them. We're Pittsburgh guys, and we hope you enjoy them. They're all in the giant. Most giant eagles are in 45 right. giant eagles around the tri-state. 
Uh, so get your Yenzer card for Father's Day. Or right. go to yenzercards.com. That's right. We're, we're online. You've been listening <laughs> to Jimmy Crenn, No Restrictions Radio with Todd DeFazio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us, Larry. You're the greatest, buddy. Oh, I love you. It's been fun, man. No Restrictions.